0: to the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain.
1: What's up, Cougar Nation? Lauren McClain here with Cleon Wall, and we're doing what we do best, talking all things BYU Cougars. Here's what's coming up on the show today. Tight end Ethan Erickson, who caught his first career touchdown pass against Utah State last year, tells us about why he thinks BYU has the talent and discipline to make a run in the Big 12. Plus, DB's Malik Moore and Jacob Robinson talk about earning their spot in this new defense, and how comfortable they are in J. Hill's scheme. But first, what could we nickname the Marriott Center? Cleon, what's up? Uh, before we get to that, I want to know, did you have a nickname growing up?
0: Now, do you want me to go with the cruel ones or the non-cruel ones?
1: <laughs> Let's I, go with the non-cruel ones first. Okay,
0: non, non-cruel non ones that came usually from my family. It, it, <laughs> they're, the only nickname, I mean, it wasn't anything cool. It was just Clee. You know, it was just okay, my family members would cool. just say, "Hey, Klee. Um it, it was funny. My dad tried to pin on me because my dad and I share the same name. We're both Cleon. Uh-huh. But my dad, he didn't want us to get mixed up, so he started calling me CL cuz my middle initial is L, and it just sounded dumb. And so it never
1: CL. Yeah, it's CL. not like the same as like CJ. Yeah. CL, it doesn't flow quite as
0: well yeah it's yeah just never stuck and so most of the family members started calling me when i was young with my dad they call me little clee which which was fine and actually i'm an adult now and i am taller than my dad not by much um well sometimes i'm an adult but anyway we don't need to get into that um but on my dad's side of the family i i like it when they call me little clee because it's like a term of endearment now Yes. So I, That's when cute. they say, like hey, that. little Clee," I'm like, yeah, hey, what's up? So it doesn't bother. Uh, the cruel ones I got in like junior high and high school, um, and that was like Peon, which I really hated that one, and I still don't like it. Oh, the, rude. The one that Kids I, are rude. <laughs> exactly. I really didn't like that one. Um, I, I won't go into derivatives of that. But anyway, there was that one. And then there, oh, was, there was Klingon, which was, you know, people thought... Yeah. People wanted to, yeah were you named at you, you know did your parents like Star Trek growing up so there yeah. you
1: go Oh uh, I'm not laughing because it's funny that kids called you those names I'm laughing because now you are 50 am I allowed to say how Yeah old you?
0: you're fine I I don't mind telling people I'm 50 it's and we're, fine
1: <laughs> and, we're, and we're we're just talking about uh, what kids called you when you were younger uh, it's not funny Rude. Kids are rude. If you're listening and you're in junior high and high school, be nice. I laugh at it everybody. now,
0: but yeah, back uh, then it was just like, yeah. oh, here we go again. But a lot yeah, of people, they, so funny. they'll they say, you mean like Klingon, like in Star Trek? And I'm like, yep, just like that. Just, you know, or what? Yeah, out- you
1: just own it. You're just like, uh-huh. Yep. That's right. Um, I had a few nicknames. My parents, mostly my dad called me Beal.
0: Now why is that? I
1: don't, I do not know why. I still to this day, and they don't remember. My mom and dad don't remember. Beal, B- B-E-A-L. I don't know why. And mm. so some of my um dad's old friends from back in the day call me Beal. In, in fact, I think it's uh, Dane Orge who used to play baseball for <laughs> BYU, and uh, the MLB still calls me Beal. Um, uh, in high school sports, what? I got Frankie. My last name was Frankum. And, uh, so I was Frankie in high school and my rapper name, Cleon is, uh, (laughs) LaFranc. So there you go. All right. There's been a lot of discussion about what we could nickname Lavelle Edwards stadium heading into the big 12, but what would be the name for the Marriott center? We've been used to the kennel at Gonzaga and now it's time for the fog at Kansas and the octagon of doom. That sounds amazing. Kansas state. (laughs) Cleon, Give me your top three nicknames. And then I'll give you mine, and we'll rate each other's picks on a scale from one to 10. Hit me with them.
0: I can can only give three. Mm, Okay. Top three. Uh, I'll go, let's see if I can go three to one here. Uh, I'll go with the Cougar Den. Um, that okay. by the way, big props to uh, producer Carter for giving us that idea. I'll go with the yeah. Cougar Den because uh, cougars do sleep in dens. Uh, the only hesitation I have about that one is UCLA and UVU; their student sections are both called the Den.
1: So the, I feel like there's a lot of dens. Yeah, in college basketball.
0: Well, I, you would think so, just because you know animals are usually used for yes. college sports yes. <laughs> and true. some of those animals live in dens especially here in north america i don't know maybe mm-hmm. maybe not yeah. uh so,
1: i'm gonna give that one a seven
0: okay i'm gonna uh, give that
1: one a seven out of ten
0: let's see uh i'll go with uh, let see okay here's my number two hotel of nightmares because it's the marriott center and named after J Willard Marriott oh, who runs boy. the Marriott chain of hotels. So, I'm going my my number 2 Hotel of Nightmares. By the way, do you get travel points if you play there? That that's an interesting so. question.
1: It is. I mean, you can ask. <laughs> okay, about so
0: it. so you gave a 7 to the Cougar Den. What do you have Hotel of Nightmares?
1: Well, I just think of like a uh <laughs> a horror movie when you say that so i'm gonna go with five five oh. out of ten on whole of nightmares it was a good try though okay what's your third
0: uh, uh, third this is my number one pick i'm just gonna go with the mac um just, return it, of the mac uh you know, you know mac the mac the knife could we play that i don't know May, that's not probably appropriate but anyway just like I, I i'm going with the mac because you don't want to say mc you know, like for the Marriott Center, but you oh, could okay. call it, you could call it the Mac. Like, you know, here we are at the Mac or something like that. Uh, my hesitation there is because of the Mid American Conference in football. It's also known as the Mac. Uh, that's yeah. That's probably my number one is the Mac. I kind of like that. And uh, if they go out of there, maybe they have a Mac with cheese. Eh, never mind uh, the Big <laughs> oh, Mac. How about the goodness. Big Mac? We could partner with McDonald's and go with the Big Mac. I like Hey, this I idea. don't
1: hate that one. Yeah, I actually don't hate that one. I'm going to give that one an 8 out of 10. Okay. Because okay. it's definitely my favorite of the three. The Mac, and my last name is McLean, so...
0: Oh, oh wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, That's right. I, I like that.
0: Two that didn't make it in real quickly. I'll just say two that didn't make it in. The Shadow of the Everlasting Hills. Um... <laughs> A little reference. What is this a, fa- a fantasy book? <laughs> no, it's what the they say. The Shadow of the Everlasting at, Hills. It's what they say at the end of the Tabernacle Choir broadcast. For from within the shadow oh, of the wow. everlasting hills, may peace be with you this day and always. So there you go. Um, that
1: doesn't give me peace. I think it's a little <laughs> creepy,
0: actually. <laughs> and then uh, the POW, uh, short for Power of the Wasatch. I can't use that because it's the name of the marching band. So we'll, we'll scrap Which those ideas. I actually like,
1: though. I do, too. You actually but- like.
0: I think the marching band would be uh, offended. You're like, wait, you stole our name.
1: Well, I think it should be an alternative name for the rock. It it sounds more like a student section name than Eh, uh, than the Mary's. Okay, here's some of mine. Uh, Number one for me. The Mountain Roar Arena. Mm. Hmm? Cleo? Mountain Roar. Mountains Roar with Cougars. Arena, oh. the mountain roar. It sounds I, I, so
0: epic. I almost think that you need to put like Mountain America Roar Arena. <laughs>
1: I know. I they... <laughs> actually, after I read, it, I'm like, that sounds like a, a credit union or a um,
0: bank. I'll probably go with a, a six. Yeah. On that. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Well. Okay. How about the aftershock? Because aftershock. it gets so loud with the rock. Think about it. Like, like uh, an earthquake is shaking the Marriott Center. The aftershock. Come on. I, I'm not hating
0: it, and plus, when the big one actually hits along the Wasatch Front here, you know, no, exactly. I'm sure I'm exactly. sure the Marriott right Center will be line. the only one that stands. <laughs> I'm
1: serious? Uh, That's legitimately what I was thinking. Yeah, the aftershock.
0: Aftershock. That's like seven eight range. I'm thinking somewhere right up there. I okay. I I, I, okay. I could kind of get behind that one. It still feels like it would be named. So there's a baseball team down in Southern California, the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes. Okay. Um, for earthquakes and their baseball yeah. stadium is the epicenter, um, which uh, I thought was creative. That sounds like something they would use the aftershock. But I'm not hating it. Yeah, I'd put it in the seven to eight range. Okay, what's your what's your third one?
1: Uh, my third one is the Rose, the Rose after Dave Rose, of course, and uh, Utah Utes might be mad about that one because they kind of claimed the Rose is their own because of the Rose Bowl. But uh, Dave Rose, one of the best coaches. To come through the Marriott Center and the BYU basketball program. And I think the Rose is just quaint. It is lovely and might not work <laughs> for the Marriott Center. But yeah, what do you think? Um,
0: I'd probably go a four or a five, just because I, I love Dave Rose and I love the types of types of teams he had, but it just feels like we're focusing just on one coach and one era. Um,
1: whatever, Cleon. Okay.
0: That's yeah, I would probably I would probably <laughs> say no. I'd probably go like four on that one.
1: And people are going to associate it with The Bachelor as well. (laughs) Uh, A couple of honorable mentions, thanks to Carter, one of our producers. The place, because Brigham Young said this is the place. Simply the place. I don't hate it, but I don't think anyone outside of Utah would have any idea what that meant. Uh, The Jimmernasium. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was pretty good. But yes, focusing on one player, but Jimmer really did take over the Marriott Center. So I'd be totally fine. I would be totally fine if they uh, named it after him.
0: Ah. um, I'd, I'd probably go a little lower on that one. Even though I love Jimmer and he brought a lot of excitement to the Marriott Center, I'd probably yeah. say no to that one. But that's just me.
1: I'm going to tell him you said that. All right. The Marriott Center is an iconic venue, but it is the best, but is it the best place to watch a game or match on BOU campus? We've got the Marriott Center, Lavelle Edwards Stadium, the Smith Fieldhouse, Miller Park, Gale Miller Field, Clarence F. Robinson Track and Field Complex, and of course, Southfield. Cleon, what is the best place to watch a live game match or meet on BYU campus?
0: I'm going to say Smith Field House for volleyball. Uh volleyball okay. specific. Uh the venue is intimate but crowded. If you get a good volleyball match in there, you know, about 5,000 fit into that arena for volleyball, it just it it's it can be deafening in there with the 5,000. It's it's a lot of fun. The seating on the floor near the end line puts you right near the action, also some on the sidelines too. The end line student seating is awesome cuz it's kind of above the crowd and the students really get into it. Um I will say there are plenty of bad seats when you go to the east side section, <laughs> but I don't think anyone cares. Uh, they just like being there. I remember going to a volleyball game when I was a student, and I was in one of those seats, like way up in the corner section, and I didn't care because I'm like, hey, I'm here, and it's so much fun to be here. And it's, as the kids say, uh, the OG. Is that right? Is that how you use that? Yes, I don't know. sure. Uh-huh. Uh, this is the place where basketball teams used to play. You have indoor track that does stuff there volleyball gymnastics so many members there before the marriott center was finished in 1971 so many good basketball teams played there from 1951 to 1971 it, by the way for basketball it used to seat over 10,000 people um and and it's kind of fun that it's just an old building when you're at the top of the end line seating you notice how old it is and it's fun that it's an old historic building and yet we still have awesome volleyball matches there
1: However, I will say if you have to go to the bathroom during one of those games, don't even think about it because the line goes basically around the track. So, uh, that's one of the, the negatives about an old building, but I'm with you. Smithfield house is just, it's rocking during the volleyball matches, especially it's, there's nothing like it. I've talked about it before that I'm pretty sure that's part of the reason I'm slightly deaf in one of my ears because I don't think I actually am, but I really do feel like I am. (laughs) Haven't got it checked or anything. Anyway, that's, other story. But anyway, I feel like, uh, with all my, just sidelining the men's volleyball games for so long, it has hurt my hearing. Cause it is, it's gets so loud in there. It's so much fun. And like you said, even the bad seats, it's kind of endearing. Uh, but sent me, since you went with the Smithfield house, I got to go with Lavelle Edwards stadium. And here's why I've been able to be a part of some iconic moments in Lavelle's house as a fan and sideline reporter. And when that place gets loud, it gives you goosebumps. It's true entertainment. You have the cheerleaders, the Cougarettes, Cosmo, and the most epic sport there is with over 63,000 watching down on you. That kind of sounds like they're dead. huh? The fans are dead. (laughs) They're not, but they are watching down on you if you're the football player. The latest feeling like that was last season's double overtime win against Baylor for me. I literally got tears clean on when the atmosphere feels that epic. And when Cosmo comes out in between the third and fourth quarter with the drum, the Polynesian fire dancers, which I don't know how they do that by the way, in like 30 degree weather. It's unreal. And then turbulence starts playing with the rock. When the rock waves, the BYU flag, I'm sorry, but you ain't going to find anything else like that. Especially when it's against a fun opponent It is just, there's nothing like Lavelle Edwards stadium to me.
0: No, I get it. I get it. Maybe I go with volleyball because it just seems like they're, bigger games at least from yes. the recent past there have been bigger games just because there are so many good volleyball teams that come through there but that's going to change now that BYU is going to be in the Big 12 we'll get bigger games and bigger opponents here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium so it is fun I I have a lot of great memories at Lavelle Edwards Stadium too
1: well two guys who can't wait to experience the, that atmosphere this fall are veteran defensive backs Malik Moore and Jacob Robinson
0: these guys are probably starting this next year. Jacob at corner and Malik at safety. On the very last day of spring practice, they were sitting by each other, grabbing something to eat and waiting for members of the media to come up and talk to them. So I ruined their dinner by asking them if <laughs> if I could talk to them together. I wanted them to talk to me about what it was like playing with the other guy. Malik, we've got Jacob sitting right next to you. Why is Jacob in your eyes? Why is he such a good
2: cornerback? Man, I think Jacob is a phenomenal, phenomenal quarterback. And I'm not saying that because he's next to me. I think Jacob's technique is off the charts. I think, you know, it's not just because he's fast. You know, the speed is just an addition to Jacob. Jacob knows the game. He knows when to jump stuff. He knows when to to bail. Um, And I think that's what the game is about. You know what I'm saying? So he's a football player. He's just not an athletic player. So... When it comes to Jacob, I don't ever have to really look on his side. In fact, all of you know, twenty twenty one season, I was playing, and now it's just all, hey, you see that? All uh, right, you already know what's coming, and we looking at each other, and we're like, and we playing with the defense, within the defense. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, Jacob's just, Jacob's a corner, bro. Like, he's just fast, he's athletic, he's breaking up balls. He can run with anybody. He's physical, no matter how big he may or how small he may look. It's, you know. Just one of those guys. I
0: don't think he looks small. He looks bigger than me. Same question back to you about what's it like playing with Malik? Why do you feel like he's one of the better safeties to play with on this?
3: I actually love it because um, his communication, I feel like pre-snap, like yeah, like you said, we'll just look at each other. We already know. Like like um, When he's in the post, he's knows uh, when not to um, go if the quarterback's looking off. I feel like... Um, his weave is good. Everything is backpedal. He can come down. He'll hit you um, strong. Play the ball. Yeah. How
0: hard was it when Malik got hurt last season to see him go out? And now it's just like, I, I know that another guy has to step up, but it's also one of your more experienced players that that, that, that has to leave and, and now you have to play without him.
3: Yeah. I just feel like you have to regain the trust back because – I already trusted Malik because if you know he's over the top, like you can bite on routes more because you have a safety over. So yeah, I just think it's hard because you have to regain the trust with the new safety that's coming in. So
0: how tough was that for you, Malik? That you know you're four games into the season and all of a sudden your season's done and you're not playing anymore.
2: I mean, it's hard, bro. Like everybody wants to be out there playing. Everyone wants to be. Everyone wants to be the one to make the play. You feel me? Like everyone wants that feeling and. I'm hungry for it every time I'm on the field. I'm hungry to make a play. I'm hungry to see my guys make a play. But that's also what, dri- what, what was driving me to, you know, steal Chirona and be happy because seeing Jacob make a play in versus SMU, it's like, that's Jacob. That's also a team effort, bro. Like, you know, it's not – it's just – it's a camaraderie, you know. Everybody's – I don't know. Like <laughs> – I, can't, I, I, I wasn't really mad. I was mad, but at yeah. the same time, it's out of my control at this point. I already made my decision to come back another year, so be a good teammate and support those who's all in the field. That's just what I did. So.
0: Okay, last question for both of you. We'll start with Malik, and then we'll go over here to Jacob. What has it been like playing in this new defense, and do you how far along do you think you are in this defense? We'll start with
2: Malik. Um, if you want to put – if you want to put this def- if you want to put it in percentage terms, if, say we had, a, say we got a hundred percent. I'd say as a team, we could, we're probably at forty, fifty percent of knowing everything. Like, there's so much stuff that is going to be exciting in the defense, and I don't know. Like, I'm, I, I don't want to. I'm, I'm saying a little, but I'm also saying a lot. You know, like just I'm being vague on purpose because it's just it's a lot bro like it's a new defense it's exciting defense um, we're aggressive we're not aggressive you know
0: same thing how, how do you think you're doing With it? What, what's this defense like for you and how do you how do you think you're doing as a quarterback
3: uh, I like it a lot um, just more opportunities to get picks I think um, not that we couldn't get more picks last year but I think um, this year we're a lot more aggressive so it's it's been fun and yeah we still got a lot to go but We'll we'll do it by fall camp. So
0: more corner blitzes too.
3: Yeah, yeah. We know what you're hoping for. Yeah, trying to get some sacks.
1: Coming up, tight end Ethan Erickson breaks down why he thinks BYU will succeed in the Big 12. This is Cougar Tailgate. to Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean alongside Cleon Wall. Ethan Erickson had his first career TD against in-state rival Utah State last year.
0: And Ethan recognizes that Isaac Rex is the number one guy. Ethan and Mason Wake, they fill in where they need to. I wanted to talk to Ethan at the end of spring practices about where this offense now goes with a new quarterback and some new tools on offense. How do you think you guys have done when it comes to, you've got a brand new quarterback, you got some new running backs. Do you feel like you have all the necessary tools to be able to succeed in the Big 12?
4: Absolutely. With no hesitation, without a doubt. I, I believe we have what we just wins the Big 12 championship. Uh, we have guys that came in, experienced guys, new guys that are coming in who have really stepped up, like uh, Dom Henry, uh, like Co-Elders, like all of these guys. We've got the talent. Uh, we just have to make sure that we have the discipline and uh, that dog mentality that it takes. Uh, but I believe 100% that we can dominate in the Big 12.
0: Do you think that the tight ends need to be involved in the offense a little bit more, at least when it comes to getting the ball? And are you going to see that this next season?
4: Um, it's hard. I mean, it depends on the game plan, because uh, sometimes it's more important for us to stay in and protect. Uh, I'll take an example of Stanford last year. We were just running the ball down Stanford's throat. And so a scenario like that, um, it's more important for us to, to stay attached and block uh, and to be that, that six man on the line. Uh, so it's just, it really depends on the game plan, the team that we're playing. Uh, obviously, you know, being a tight end, i love to get the ball, uh, thrown I mean, uh, Keaton, Jake, they'll both do that, uh, Kate Fennigan, all these guys, they'll throw to the tight ends, it'll, it'll be open. Um, really, it's just on us if we want to get the ball. We've got to get open, we have to run crisp routes, uh, we have to beat our man. Um, and then that's, that's all we can do. I think that we'll get more targets this year, uh, which is exciting to see and exciting to say. Um, but really, it just depends on us uh, whether we. Uh, I'm just gonna say whether we deserve it or not. Uh, we're gonna keep working hard so that we can uh, gain that our quarterback's trust, uh, which I feel like we've done really well this spring ball at doing, uh, building that relationship with our quarterback. Um, I think you'll see a lot of a lot of good things happen this upcoming year.
0: Why do you think? <clears throat> why do you think you're just gonna get it more? I mean, do you think that? there's more trust there for you guys now? I mean, we know Isaac. Isaac's been there and he's also been injured, but do you think there's more also trust with the tight ends to be able to go out and be a little bit more part of the offense? or What is it that's caused that, that you think that, yeah, I think we're going to get the ball more?
4: Um, I feel like all of us we've in our room have elevated. Uh, we've become better players. Um, uh, gained the trust of our quarterback. <clears throat> uh, I feel like he's just given us, uh, Keaton has given us some opportunities to uh, to let us shine, and we, uh, we've used us the best of our ability um, as much as we can. So I feel like uh, because of that, because we've been working harder, uh, studying our playbook, that he can trust us more. Because uh, if if we don't know what we're doing, uh, if we run the wrong route, then obviously that's going to deter him from wanting to throw us the ball because if we're on the field, he's going to say, you know, can I trust this guy? And so building that trust is really important. I feel like we've done that uh, well this spring all from our ones to our twos to our threes.
0: You know, I'm sitting here talking about tight ends catching the ball because there's been a nice history of that here at BYU in the past. But you also mentioned sometimes you guys are just going to have to block. You feeling confident with, with the blocking that you do and, and the tight ends are doing right
4: now? Absolutely. Isaac is our best blocker we have so far right now. That's why he's number one. Because uh, really it comes down to if you can't block, you can't play. Uh, we only run routes so many times. We only go uh, catch the ball so many times. but so blocking, we're doing that. Every play, basically. Um, and so <clears throat> I feel like with myself, I, I can improve because everyone has room for improvement. Um, but I feel like I'm definitely getting a lot better. I put on some good weight. Uh, and this spring ball, I feel like I was able to show that. Uh, so I think I, I enjoy blocking just as much as, as I do running around catching a ball. Um, because if, when you're really locked in and, and devoted to the team, uh, everything you, you do, it matters. Uh, and so that's something that was different from high school <clears throat> was – you know, in high school you'd block, no one said say anything, but we go through our film, we watch these blocks, and just how excited Coach Clark get about a good block and a great block. Uh, he's almost more excited than if we catch a 20-yard you know, gain. Um, and so doing that really sh- shifts our mindset to we need to block, we have to block for this team to win. Uh, and so that's what I think we've all bought into is that we need to block. Um, so we've all gotten better at it this spring ball. Um, first one that comes to my mind is, you know, Mason Fakuhua, Jason Coleman, Anthony Nelson, all of them really—they really, they really um, surpassed my expectations um, of what they were going to do this spring ball. And so our room just continues to elevate. Um, we rise each other up, uh, and I think we'll have some good uh, some good runs this year.
0: Do you also think to yourself because of that Stanford game and also the bowl game against mm-hmm. SMU? There are going to be games that are just going to be slugfests, and you're going to have to be that guy or one of those guys that's going to be slugging.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Coach Clark tells us, like, I know it's not I know it's not easy. It's a hard thing to do because, you know, we have our switch flow where we come back and, and hit the other guy on the side where, you know, we have a seven yard head start, just run a full speed into this guy, and it, it blows out your shoulders, you know, it hurts your head. Like, that's just part of the game. Um, and if we want to play, we have to love it, we have to do it, we have to be the most explosive, most fierce guy on the field. Um, and so doing that, it, I mean, you just got to love it. You just got to love knocking dudes' heads
0: off. What's it been like going against this new defensive scheme, maybe even a few defensive players? What's it been like this year going against this new scheme?
4: It's been so much different. Uh, We're seeing these looks from our defense that we've never seen in practice before. There's a different intensity to them, different demeanor to how they carry themselves on the field, um, which I really like Uh, because when we were going against – you know, good on good if they're not doing as well, and, you know, it kind of hurts us. But because they're so energetic, Coach Hill has them all riled up, has them um, disciplined, it makes us a better offense. And that's something that we've keyed on this spring ball was, you know, we're going to be a better offense because we have a better defense. Uh, some guys that stick out, um, my fr- uh, Jacob Robinson, he's, yeah, he's right there. I mean, he's, he's not a new guy, but, I mean, he's, he's a heck of a player. Really enjoy playing against him. Uh, he, he makes me better. Uh, if I see him coming on like a corner blitz, i like, he's quick, he's fast, he's hard to block. Um, I think Jackson Cravens from the inside, he's really been causing some havoc in there. Josh Singh, don't be fooled by that guy. He <laughs> is he's the real deal. I think he's going to do a lot of good things for us this year as well. Um, trying to think on secondary. Who's coming to mind? I like Ammon Hanneman's been doing pretty well this year as well. Uh, he just moved from safety to linebacker. Uh, it, 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 it's so hard to just pick certain guys because they're all they're all completely different players in positive ways um, under Coach Hill versus uh, years prior. Uh, he's keeping them sharp, keeping them on, just on point, and it's uh, it's definitely going to be fun to see how they do this year.
0: Did you did you feel like at times since you were facing a new defense that it was kind of like a guessing game at times just because? of things that you've been used to in the past when you played against. I mean, you know yeah. the players, yeah. but it's just like, wait, this guy's coming on a corner blitz? Wait, this guy's doing this right now?
4: There's, there's been some blitzes we've seen that. I mean, we had to go over and film. That. I was like, I have no idea what this is. i never seen it before. Um, and they work for them. Uh, and so because of that, like, we're not going to see anything harder in our games than we are in practice. Like We're getting our best looks from our defense that is going to make us the best that we can. So we're going to play these big teams, and it's, the game's going to slow down. Everything's going to like We're going to be prepared for everything because our defense is throwing everything at us.
0: Ethan, thanks a lot.
4: Absolutely. Thank you.
1: And that does it for us today. Thanks again to Ethan Erickson, Malik Moore, and Jacob Robinson for coming on the show with us. You can join the Cougar Tailgate wherever you get your podcasts, on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. Cougar Tailgate is a production of BYU Radio.